We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The score! This hour is brought to you by Team Hockberg. Visit their website, 56david.com. That's 56david.com. Matt Bowen. Two throws. This one aired out for Galloway. And with contact, it's picked off. Intercepted by Matt Bowen. NFL writer and analyst for ESPN. The ball came out. Right now they're calling fumble. That ball and knocked it out. Seven-year NFL veteran. We always joke with you about where you were selected in the draft. Is it weird for you to see Tom Brady out there? We were watching Tom Brady. My youngest boy, Ronnie, said, well, why aren't you still playing? <laughs> I said, well... Uh, Defensive back coach for IC Catholic football. One of the greatest things and most rewarding things about being a high school coach is to see the impact it can have on your student athletes. Matt Bowen with Bernstein and Holmes on 670 The Score. Let Matt Bowen talk. Shut up. Time to talk football with Matt Bowen, post-Super Bowl edition. He is on Twitter at MattBowen41. He's on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So how was your Super Bowl experience, Matt? Uh, it was outstanding. Like I told you, we had chili, we had high lives. We had a lot of people over at the house. But I think just like everyone else, Dan, that we wanted to see the end of the game differently, right? Now, I understand that when you go back and you watch the TV copy or you go watch the all 22 tape on James Bradbury, that was a holding call. I think we all can agree with that, right? That was a holding call, but everyone at that time, you wanted to see Kansas City kick a field goal and then have Jalen hurts in a two minute situation to win the football game. Yeah. It would have been fun to see Jalen hurts. Cause, cause I was sitting there going, man, if they give him the ball back um, right. and, and the funny part about it is, is that if Bradbury doesn't hold, that might be a touchdown, and and we're we're still getting a chance to see Jalen Hurts go back down the field and right, try right. to tie the game and send it in overtime. It's one of those rare times where the penalty hurts you, where a mm-hmm. lot of coaches will tell you to take that penalty instead of giving up the touchdown, where the touchdown at least put the ball back in, in the Eagles' hands. Yeah, I just think it's so tough from a defensive back mentality in that situation to voluntarily give up a play, right? And look, there, there are multiple reasons 
why defensive backs grab a hole. But usually the number one reason is because you're out of position. And Bradbury was in that play. You know, it was really a double move or double breaking route, and he guessed wrong. And when you guess wrong in a high-level situation and you try to recover, knowing that there's not a lot of time to recover given the field position, that's when you see the hands or the arms extend and you see contact with the jersey. And that's what happened in that situation. But like you said, Lawrence, if they do give up the touchdown, you still put Jalen Hurts in a position. Because, look, Jalen Hurts played, I think, his best football game as a pro. I think a lot of people would agree with that. When you watch the game, watch the tape, what he's asked to do within that offense. He was aggressive in the vertical passing game. He threw the ball with excellent location. And you also had the rushing production, which is a big part of his game. So in that situation, I wanted to see one more opportunity for Hurts in that offense against a Kansas City defense that's going to be aggressive. So you're going to have some more one-on-one opportunities to see if they can make a play to tie the game. Look, we know with Philadelphia, if there was a touchdown, it probably would have gone for two, given the mentality of their coach and what they do in high-level situations. Look, we we look at Andy Reid and know that he does adjustments, and I get the regular season and postseason, especially the Super Bowl, is very different. And mm-hmm. during the regular season, you got twelve minutes. You you go to the bathroom. You, you get your orange slice. Right. You get your banana. You maybe you get <laughs> maybe you get something from a positional coach, and then That's you head it, on yeah. head on back out to the field for warmups. With the Super Bowl, there's all sorts of time, and yeah. it, and Andy Reid said like they actually kind of redid things. So when you're looking at what they did in the second half. What was different, and how did he take advantage of having that time to actually make adjustments? Well, I think the first thing that stands out, and we'll get to what they did in the red zone, but how patient they were, right? You expect them to come out and be high-volume throwing offense. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes only threw 182 yards in this football game. He took the throws that were available. I thought they were almost methodical in the approach at times, really using the run game with Isaiah Pacheco and what they did in the ground. Right, very versatile in their run game approach, zone, inside trap, power run schemes. So that really stood out to me is they didn't ask Mahomes to really go outside of structure and make these high level plays. They asked him to play within structure of the offense, trust the game plan, trust the run game. And then when they got to the red zone, that's where you really saw some high level adjustments because. They played the tendencies of the Philadelphia Eagles and how they adjust versus motion. And that's really what it was. The first touchdown pass to Kadarius Toney. That is a situation, and look, I use it at IC too. When you get in motion to the core of the formation, against a team like Kansas City, what they want to do is stretch you horizontally, right, Lawrence? They want to use those jet sweeps. You can't get in front of it. If you're trailing in motion, you cannot. So what they're trying to do there is shift. The cornerback goes to the post. The free safety now is in a position where I can get ahead of the jet motion and cut off the ball on the edge. Well, they took advantage of that because Slay took his eyes off the defender. I mean, took his eyes off the receiver. And now what you have is Kadari Tony on return motion, breaking open free to the flat. Now, later they come back to it. Right, right there, run the same thing with Sky Moore. But this time... Philadelphia is in zero covers. So when you have, again, motion into the core of the formation, now you have to talk. Now you have to communicate as a defensive secondary. Are you going to bump it? Are you going to banjo it when it means you play in and out coverage? They didn't have an answer, an immediate answer. And what happens in those situations, again, red zone football, there's no time to recover. There's no time to adjust once the, once the ball is snapped. So that's an example of Andy Reid saying, look, we know what you're going to play down there. We know how you're going to adjust to our motion based on the tape from the regular season and the postseason. And these are our answers to get high-percentage throws and walk-in touchdowns to win the Super Bowl. 
He also knew that the quality of the field was giving a huge advantage Ooh. to offensive players on some of these cuts because it, it, it reminded me of a, of a snow game where people say, well, yeah, there's going to be a lot of offense. I said, no, the offense has the advantage if the, if the footing is bad because the offense knows where they're going. It's the defense that has to react, and especially that defensive line, that pass rush, that it was all about the, the, the lean, the angle, the foot and the ground. They were falling all game, and especially in the second half. So why not say we, we at least know when we're gathering to cut. They don't. We have the advantage. They do, and I thought that was very poor look for the NFL. I mean, you're you're playing the two best football teams in the world, and it's on a field where guys can cannot keep their feet underneath them, right? And you bring up an excellent point, Dan, because Reddick and Sweat could not turn the corner. They could not. They could not do it consistently to bend on the edge because they couldn't keep their feet under their under their shoulders, basically. And in those situations, I said going into this game, we talked about it, this game will be won or lost in the edges, right? Mm-hmm. It's not to take away from. Orlando Brown and Andrew Wiley, what they did in protection. They did win a lot of those matchups. But a lot of those matchups were also aided by the conditions, the poor conditions of the field. So it did play a role. You can't watch that game and say that the field conditions did not play a role. But, you know, everyone's not always going to say this, and I believe it. Both teams have to play on it. But in terms of the key matchup that we talked about the last two weeks on this show was the pass rush of Philadelphia versus the blocking scheme of Kansas City. The field did play a role there. Is there anything that the the league and the NFLPA can do? Like I, I don't know if you can go out and actually test it, but it 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 was pretty clear. It's funny because Patrick Peterson had been talking through the week, and he had basically predicted what was going to happen, and how because of him understanding that field and how mm-hmm. they take care of it in the time of year. What what are the possible solutions? for something like this? Well, the number one solution is to play it on turf, right? Is to install, if you have to install a turf field in a stadium, you do because you know it's going to be ideal conditions. Um, I understand the negative, uh, you know, view of turf from a player's perspective, uh, even field turf. I'm not talking about the Astrid turf that I played on, you know, way back in the 90s in the Big Ten. I'm talking field turf. Um, there are some, you know, there are, players don't like playing on turf. I understand that. But in terms of the footing, it's ideal. It is perfect footing. You understand that throughout the whole the whole hundred yards of the field, it's perfect. Now, everyone wants to play on grass. You want to play on fast grass, uh, but it has to be something has to change out of this sports because you can't come off that game and say, "Well, it, it did impact a key matchup in the football game. It might have impacted the entire outcome of football game." Like you, that can simply cannot happen ever again, Lawrence. It cannot. So that has to be done. You bring up a great point about possibly going out. And testing it, I don't know what the solution is to that or the logistics is to that, but something has to be done here so we don't have to watch that again. Yeah, like you know, say hey, let's let's get Bowen out there. Let's have him put, <laughs> have him put his cleats on. He'll go through a warm up. You know, we'll we'll, we'll do some some one on one drills and let's see if he can keep his footing. I think something would would happen with the union. I think the players' union will have to step in. You know, and make sure it never happens again. And maybe they have a way to test it. But it's going to have to go to the union, in my opinion, because, look, we are lucky, lucky that there wasn't a major knee injury on that football field. Lucky that that did not happen. Matt, when the season ends, what what is the typical routine for 
say a younger but veteran player for okay. it, how much downtime, how much how much do you know your body well enough to know when you've healed well enough to begin training again? That's a great question. So what I used to do, Dan, is I would take two full weeks, 14 days of no training. And that doesn't mean just sitting around. I mean, you go out and walks, you can do a spin bike, you know, low impact stuff um, to work out, but you're not doing Olympic lifting yet. Um, you're not training your body specifically in terms of functional movement training, speed and power to be a football player. And I think the older guys is can be up to four weeks. Uh, now, the league is much different now, Dan, because back when I played, our off-season workouts started in March, you know, like mid-March, sometimes early March. So you really, if you were a playoff team, you basically had two months off at most um, to give you opportunity to train. And obviously your training would take place at the facility when you got back to work. And look, they would just make up names for stuff like quarterback school. And quarterback school meant the entire football team was on the field in helmets. You know, they would just make up stuff to get you on the field. And now that's all changed for the benefit of the players to give them more recovery time and to take care of their bodies throughout the offseason. So given what they have now, that extension might even be longer, Dan, because they're not going to have the same amount of work done on the field in terms of OTAs and mini camps. Those are all reduced. What's the most impressive thing about what Patrick Mahomes did in the Super Bowl? I think it goes back to being able to manage the game, being able to understand that this is what the defense is giving me, and I'm going to take the throws that are available every single time. Now, they had a couple scheme throws in there. They had the corner route to Kelsey on a sale route. Uh, that was a great call by Andy Reid, and that was more of an explosive throw, but they did not push the ball down the field. I think that shows patience. I think that shows maturity. I think that shows an understanding of what the, the tempo and the flow of the football game is. And if you're looking for one play, one play, with a guy who has dealt with a high ankle sprain, re-injured it during the football game, his scramble at the end of the game. You want to talk about toughness in a football player, about understanding the situation, but understanding that it's really going to hurt to do this, but I'm going to do it and set my team up to win the football game. That's the one play to me, if you're looking at it from the eyes of Patrick Mahomes, that's going to stand out in that football game. You said earlier that you thought it was the, the best game of Jalen Hurts' mm -hmm. career. Why? A couple of reasons, uh, Lawrence. I thought that he threw the ball extremely well. I thought he was detailed with his footwork and his mechanics. I thought he took the aggressive throws down the field when they presented themselves. And I thought he really challenged people. The crossing route to Goddard's a great example. And the cover two throw to Goddard mm -hmm. late in the first half. Not many quarterbacks are going to attempt that throw. And here's why. We always talk about cover two. We see it on Sundays here in Chicago. There is nothing in that route concept to hold the corner underneath. Nothing. There's no receiver in the flat. So Jalen Hurts knows that corner is gaining depth. That window is going to be extremely tight. And he still made the throw because it was an ideal throw. It was a perfect throw to set his team up. Obviously, the rushing production, we talked about that. That's part of his game. And look, we, we understand that the, the fumble did happen. You, you cannot talk about the narrative of the Super Bowl without discussing the fumble that was a return for a touchdown. But also, that's part of his game, too, because he bounced back from it. And I love seeing that from young quarterbacks, especially on a championship stage. This isn't week two at noon, at noon. This is the Super Bowl, to bounce back and have the mental toughness to go out and lead his football team again. And that's the thing about Jalen Hurts. We can look at the tape all, all, all day long. But if you talk to people in Philadelphia, his leadership qualities, the way the team looks at him, how he carries himself so professionally 100% of the time, that's a big part of why he's going to get paid as well. 
We're watching everything that is developing and swirling around this next draft so closely, obviously, because of the sway that the Bears hold here. And that's why when uh, Dane Brugler of The Athletic came out with his his latest version of his top 100, a couple things I I found interesting in there. One, the Jalen Carter, the the three technique is number, number one. The other was we got our first the the a measurement for Bryce Young at was it I think five ten one eighty five was on there and I'm looking at that really closely for, for everybody who's talking about Bryce Young and and look I I want everybody to talk every quarterback up right feel free as a, as a Bears fan and I know Brian Poles can sit back and just let everybody talk about that though but. These guys are so big and so strong and so vicious and so mm-hmm. mean. I, I don't know that I could draft a small quarterback now just because I think I might lose him if he gets thrown around. And, Dan, there are some NFL teams that are going to agree with you 100% in terms of what the physical profile or the physical tools of the quarterback is. You know, much different than, than Justin Fields, right, in terms of his physical profile. So there are teams that are going to agree with you, Dan, and say that we are not going to draft Bryce Young based off his size and his, and his growth potential at that size. A very narrow frame as well. Look, we can, we can watch tape, and I'll tell you, I've said this before. Based on the tape I've watched, Bryce Young is the best quarterback, the most pro-ready quarterback in this class. There's no question about that, given what he was asked to do, the pro-style system they run at Alabama. But there's going to be a button there, though. You have to look at the size because that plays a role at that position given the contact that is required of that position and to make it through a 17-game season. So it's going to be very interesting, I think, Dan, you would agree, to see if Bryce Young is drafted at number one if the Bears trade out or if he goes number two to the Texans or if he slides a little bit just based off his profile and his size. You made us look really good last week (laughs) when when you were talking about A.J. Brown and the willingness of of Jalen Hurts to try and find him when he sees single coverage. Well, that's, that's part of his game, right? And look, even on the deep ball throw to A.J. Brown for the touchdown, that's, that's a schemed vertical throw. It's a deep, I call it a pylon seven when he runs the, you know, the cone in the corner of the end zone. Underneath that is a deep crosser. And the deep crosser is coming open. But I think A.J. Brown has so much trust down the field, and Jalen Hurst has that trust to make that throw down the field. Even though he uncovers late, you could say he was covered, that's the trust factor of having a legit number one wide receiver who will go out and make plays for your quarterback. Matt, you're the best, man. Thank you so much for this season. It's been outstanding. All right, well, guys, I love being back on. And I'll tell you, we'll catch up during free agency because the Bears are going to have some targets. I'm going to have my free agent fits coming out next week. My top 50 is already coming out. So we'll have a lot to talk about here this offseason with the Bears. Very cool. Glad we can do it. Thanks, Matt. All right, guys. Thank you. It's Matt Boy, man. He's been terrific. He's really been great. He was one of the experts that just set you up for your Super Bowl viewing, for your playoff viewing, telling you what to watch for and why. So, Dan, you know how you've been on this thing about how bad the field was? Mm -hmm. So, Patrick Peterson played with the Arizona Cardinals and then went to the Vikings and then went back to the Cardinals. I think that's right. He knows a lot about that field. Listen to what he said about the field before the game. The only thing to be mindful of is they keep the, uh, if they keep the field out overnight because it's going to be cold. Mm-hmm. So when they move it back inside, all the humidity, it kind of keep the field moisture. So it can, that, that can uh, uh, cause a slick surface. So 
with the NFL, I'm sure they're going to do a great job of making sure the guys come in there and blow dry the field because that's typically, like I said, around this time of the year, they put the, the ryegrass in there so the ryegrass is a little bit of a longer blade mm-hmm. so it, it lays down a little bit flatter and it, may, it, it calls for the surface to be a little bit slicker. Wow, it's serious agronomy with dramatic music behind I, it. I know. <laughs> I know. The, the Patrick Peterson knew exactly what was going to happen that's, and why. Maybe he's the sod father. Yeah, may, maybe the oh. next time you have a Super Bowl out there in Glendale, perhaps you consult Patrick Peterson yeah. on how you're going to take care of it. Sounds like he's getting ready to manage a golf course. Well, you know. Yeah, he knew. He knew. And then you got what you got. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about last night's Bulls game and my positive feelings that I took from a, yeah, from you, a miserable loss. You have been desperate to talk about these positive feelings that you're having about the Bulls. I was I was pointing it out in real time. Anybody who follows me on Twitter, I was pointing it out in real time, and we were speculating about it on the Organizations Win Championships podcast about what it can look like when your ball stopper isn't there. Oh, and I'll, when we come back, I'll tell you a way that you could actually win some Bulls tickets and you can see me if you want. Oh, my goodness. Do that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. DeMar DeRozan, I love you. I ain't even talking about you. Shut up. Oh, no. (laughs) Bulls last night, Bulls tonight, plenty of Bulls for you to watch. I don't know who's going to be available and who's not, but... I know what I was watching for a while last night, and I was watching the offense that the Bulls talk about having. 
What do you mean by that, Dan? They shot 35 three-point field goals. Now, it was not as many as the 43 that were shot by the Indiana Pacers. No, but this is a step in the right direction. And and shooting threes is good because threes are worth three. Right. And twos are worth two. Right. And the Bulls made 15 of them. And three is more than two, right? Three is more than two. And if you hit them, you get more points, and that means you win more games. All right. And the entire game changed when Buddy Heald came in and just started raining threes on everybody. He took 10 of them, and he made six of them. That works. And he didn't have any points in the first half. Yeah, right? that works out really well. That's a that's a good percentage, Well, one would say. What I liked and what I was really interested to see is how the ball moved and how when this team talked about ball movement, player movement, inside, outside, side to side, running the offense through Vooch, but not necessarily funneling everything into him late in the shot clock. We saw what it looked like. I'm not taking it. They lost the game. It was horrible, and, and Zach choked at the end, and the defense was terrible. Whatever. But just independent of everything else, the, the weight lifted for a moment there. The, the the clouds parted and the sun shone through. There was actual NBA big boy offense. You could you could see it. You could envision what it's supposed to look like when you're not waiting for your ball stopper to stop the ball to take his contested two. And then everyone's like, oh, do I cut now? Or is it my turn next? Or what? No, it was you're open, you're open, you're more open. Being able to turn the corner around a screen and not have somebody waiting in his spot crowded inside the three-point line. It was just nice. This is why I have been urging them. It was urging them to trade DeMar DeRozan when they could because it gums everything up to have somebody that important in what you do whose job it is to not catch and shoot but to get the ball to then stop, to begin to make moves, all with the goal of getting a contested two-point shot. It's just not good basketball. It can be exciting. You win a couple games here and there. You make some all-star teams and all that, but it's just not modern NBA. Can I see that against a better team? I absolutely want to. No question. This will, you, what- will you run a similar offense tonight when you take on Milwaukee? I would like them to. And even if they miss the shots, the way I watched some of the offense and against the Magic, yeah, there was some standing around. They missed some good threes. They missed some good shots, but they got those threes. And I, I mentioned this to you before the show, and this is this is a, a, a different story, but it's really disappointing that the Tribune couldn't get an article written about a, in today's paper in my paper on my porch, that they couldn't get on there a game that tipped off at 6 p.m. Right. Come on. Come on. I shouldn't be reading a piece, a larger Bulls piece, based on the Magic game and based on pregame quotes, talking about stagnant offense, stagnant offense, because you don't write that, or you follow that up and say, wait a second, all this stuff about standing around. Maybe maybe they had a breakthrough where right. they were doing some stuff. And the, the game that was just played was an answer to the story that was written. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I had to go back and see, did, did they watch this most recent game? But it wasn't based on that. Yeah. And that's, I, don't, I don't need two-day-old news, you know? It's a 6 p.m. tip. 
I agree with you, but this has become one of the bigger problems when it comes to news distribution overall. Staffing is down. I know. I and I know the and, reasons for it. You know, but I mean, but some people don't. Some people don't realize that that's part of what's happening here. So decisions have to be made, and some of those decisions have been like, oh, you you have a an AP writer covering a local game. It's like, uh, like that doesn't feel great. But the newsrooms are so much smaller now that they're banking on you going to the digital version of the paper to get that story. And I do. Versus, I, you know. I, I primarily subscribe in as a supporter yeah. of local news that I feel it's sort of a civic duty. Sure, especially for those of us that are in the industry of sports media. It's it's a and honestly, it helps us do our jobs better. That's why I have a subscription to the athletic and the Sun Times and the Tribune and and USA Today so that I can jump into and read some of that stuff. Like some of the stuff that Fegan wrote today on the athletic about what the White Sox are up to. Um, and it's things are getting dark. At some point, we could have the conversation about where media is going because sports media in particular, I think things are real dark right now. And we saw the beginnings of it a few weeks ago. And now with everything that's happening at Sports Illustrated, what's soon to happen with Major League Baseball and and Sinclair, and I don't Bally's. think people know. I I I really don't think the story of what's happening with some baseball broadcasts is is understood enough. Yeah, that because people, a lot of baseball fans aren't really tuned in yet, especially older baseball fans. You might literally and, not be tuned well, right? In. But they're going to say, "Where's my team?" and they're they're they may not be on, or you may have to jump through some hoops and go to some different places Man, to find your team. A few years ago, the A's announced that they're not going to have a radio broadcast, mm-hmm. which I, I I think think they changed that right. I hope so. I think they're back because because to me, like that's a to me that's a pretty easy thing to do, like the radio broadcast. But but now you know some teams are cutting back on who they allow to travel with the team and a team like the A's that's just dying to move to Las Vegas or wherever the hell they're going to go. But yeah, things are getting bleak and there've been some decisions made at the highest levels of our business that are going to come home to roost soon. And the consumer I think is going to be damaged in ways that they don't even realize yet. And I know that I've, you know, I did a couple podcasts about this on house of L and I, I have colleagues and be like, Lawrence, you're being a doomsayer right now. But I'm trying to figure out how to get out of some of this stuff. And I I can't. Like some of the financial promises that have been made Mm -hmm. are not going to be kept. And once you have these companies, which is inevitable that Sinclair is going to file for bankruptcy. Like maybe as early as tomorrow. You know, like it is inevitable that that's going to happen. And then there's the who becomes their top creditor. And what what do Major League Baseball, the NHL, and the NBA do if some of these these regional sports networks are not around or not able to broadcast their product? This is what Craig Calcaterra wrote in the Cup of Coffee newsletter today. He said, Rob Manfred said, we are prepared no matter what happens to make sure the games are available to fans in their local markets. And he added, if Bally's doesn't make the required payments, which it almost certainly won't, 
Clubs will terminate their contracts with it. MLB would produce games and would try to arrange for cable and satellite dis- distributors to air them, which is to say, A, it will be a mess, and people will have a hard time watching their teams in the short term, and B, even if MLB does arrange for alternatives, there will be a really big hit to revenue in the short term and possibly yes. longer. Manfred admitted that if Bally files for bankruptcy, he does not expect that the clubs and the league can simply replace the lost revenue. That seems like a massive problem that will cause tremendous disruption in both business terms and in the fan experience. I have no idea why it remains a story that basically only sports business people are covering. I predict it will be national news, like beyond the sports page, within a couple of months at the outside. I I think that Craig is correct uh, in in his assertion. The other part of it is, um, so Major League Baseball had this, this part, this wing of Major League Baseball called Advanced Media. BAM Tech, Major League Baseball Advanced Media. They have been... They've been so far ahead of the game, like when it comes to the way that baseball is served. And I know I'm not talking about like blackout stuff because I know that that's the bane of a lot of people's existence. But the MLB app and everything that's gone along with their streaming apparatus has been so well done. And the technology has been so good that other people have wanted a piece of it. So MLB is kind of systematically sold off BAM tech. A few years ago, they sold 50% of it for close to a billion dollars. So every team in Major League Baseball got $30 million that they could just, and it was a one-time thing. Like, it wasn't going to be a recurring thing. Well, this past year, they got to the end, and they sold all of BAM Tech now to Disney for another billion dollars. So every team in baseball got another $30 million before you cut the lights on, before you open the gates, all of that stuff. Some teams said, we're going to take that money and we're going to spend right now. And it's why you saw some teams make some some moves that you go, wow, I didn't expect them to do that. Other teams took that $30 million and said, we're never seeing that money again. So we're going to put that money in the savings. Like we're not going to put it back into the on-field product because it's a one-time thing versus something that's that can play out over uh, years. So all of this stuff is fascinating. I keep wondering, and I I know that I'm I've talked to people inside the industry that think that I'm crazy about this, but I'm wondering if Major League Baseball, depending on what the rules end up being after we go through the bankruptcy part of this. I'm wondering if they might be able to make up some of that revenue by going backwards, by going back to over-the-air television in in some cases. I think that is very market-specific. You're probably right. Like it, you're, It's got to be the right station in the right market with the right fan base. You're probably to, to right. To actually be beaming it out of a stick on the ground. Because, you know. And it looks like, like even with this Sinclair Bally's thing, it looks like Marquee will be fine, even though they're they're connected but not in an ownership manner. They they use Sinclair in, for a, distribution. in a distribution partnership, but it's it's owned by the Cubs or a, or a, an entity of the Cubs. But I kept thinking, like you know, not that it would happen in this market necessarily. But like Channel Nine jump back into the game. Baseball back on Channel 9 one way or the other. 
it, but I will, I agree with Craig. Like I've done podcasts on the subject. I think that this is going to be a huge piece of news. Like once it happens and we start to actually understand the ramifications of it, whether Rob Manfred is right, that major league baseball is prepared for this. I, I think that's asking a lot for them to maybe end up producing games for let's call it 16 teams, 16 teams every day for the next six months. Are you ready to absorb that? Do you have the workforce to be able to pull all of that off? I've got questions. No one seems to have answers on it yet. And I don't really trust Rob. So (laughs) there's that. Oh, I forgot. I got to tell people Um, tonight. If you would like a chance, I'm going to be at the Benny's in Evergreen Park tonight from 5 to 7 with Remy Martin, okay? So this is what we're doing. We're giving you a chance to play on the Court of Dreams at the United Center. We're going to register you. If you come through, just come through and register. Be careful because I know the weather's really bad. But if you're out near like Evergreen Park, Oak Lawn, the Benny's on 95th Street, I'll be there with Remy Martin from 5 to 7 and we're going to register you to win an opportunity to play on the quarter dreams at the United Center. They're going to give you a free case of yak. Well, there is some sampling that go that will be going on. I don't know if I will be partaking in the sampling, but there will be some sampling of of Remy Martin going on. That should be written into your deal next time. Well, I mean, I can. It's not like I can't, but you know, I am driving. Oh, well, mm-hmm. why don't you get a driver? I should get it. Well, I did get one. That's right. a whole nother story. Getting oh, he's a different kind of driver. Yeah, though. a different type of driver. But yeah, you know, come on through. Five to seven, Benny's on 95th Street. Me and Remy Martin trying to get you out here in these streets. And we got Jason Leisure coming up at the top of the hour. We are. We should mention that there's a couple of uh, programming notes for tomorrow on The Score. Uh, Theo Epstein is scheduled to join the Mully and Haw show tomorrow with a uh, time TBA. So that'll be something that should be of interest. I'm sure we will bring some of that back on our show. And the Cubs director of pitching, Craig Breslow, is uh, a possibility to join us tomorrow as well. We, we were thinking it might be possible today. We can but... get super wonky tomorrow. Yeah, I'd like to. It's very interesting what's, what's going on with him. He's got to feel like a winemaker that had to have the, the the fruits of his labors on delay a little bit because he a lot of the stuff was big picture developmental stuff of getting guys drafted and developing and in the system and part of all of their new technology and everything and we're just starting to see the first examples of what's come through on on his watch but the Cubs are pretty excited about what their their pitching infrastructure is doing at this point. Yeah, it'll be nice to to kind of just kind of talk about baseball with them. Yeah, um, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice, that idea? To be excited about new additions. Not new additions. You should always be excited about them. By the way, 8 o'clock a.m. for Theo tomorrow. Just, Great. Just crossed. 8 a.m. Great. You can hear his thoughts on whether or not he can save baseball. And I hope they ask him about, are people going to be able to see baseball this year? Yeah, he's been working on the rules stuff. He's been I'm, it just I, I, the bases are too big. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, I wanted the safety bases. Why wouldn't at first base? Why wouldn't you have a safety base? It makes all the sense in the world what's, to me. What's what's the negative? What's the downside? I don't know. You decrease collisions. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I think probably get a better sense of whether someone's out or safe. You still have a replay. You just you know you just got that orange base on the inside. It's and- the safety base.
It's a safety base. We're back to the Super Bowl commercials. That's true. That was a rule that if you had a Casio keyboard, the two things you had to play were Axel F by Harold Faltermeyer and Safety Dance. Otherwise, they take your Casio keyboard away. It would be rescinded. They would, their secret police would come out, and if you hadn't played those within a certain period of turning it on, they would remove it from your possession. My milkshake <laughs> brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I would play the first few notes of I Ain't Mad At You by Tupac. Do, 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 do. Boom, boom. Do, 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 do. Boom, do, 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 do. boom, boom. Did I hear Tupac at the Bulls game last night? He was there. Did I no? Did I hear the California? I heard the the baseline at, at some point. I'm probably. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I did. He also was at the game. <laughs> the hologram or actually him? Him. Oh, really? Zim from Cuba. Eight four seven says maybe Theo can save baseball after he ruined it. He admits that. He yeah. He he will be the first one to say that he's he's partially doing this because he's one of the people who broke it. Yeah, he's atoning is what he is. It's sort of like the the hacker who's then hired by the government to stop other hackers. Or what's the guy's name? The Catch Me If You Can, Frank Abagnale, right? Oh yeah, who was the who was finding the ways to scam documents and checks and all that. And or Frank Lucas, which was Frank Lucas, Denzel Washington, American Gangster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. did he? Would he turn? Yeah, he turns. He snitched. He snitched big time. Big time. He put everyone out there on Front Street. We got bear stuff coming top of the hour. We have some, some, some thoughts on, <laughs> on, on, on what our, uh, our, our why can't mayor they get it doing. right over I, at City Hall? I I don't. Do they not have anyone over there that knows anything about sports? I think they're also in charge of vetting White Sox free agents, or or someone to proofread something. <laughs> we'll discuss next here on the score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. See, I can't play the preamble. But once we get here, I can play this. It's pretty simple. Just peck it out. Yeah. Hell no, I ain't mad at you. This tweet from Casey Johnson that just crossed. The Bulls list. DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, and Goran Dragic as out. That doesn't sound game. great. Chris Middleton has been added to the Bucks injury report as out. Oh, that's better. That's better. I have three words. Free Carleek Jones. Maybe this is the night. Because when he gets on the floor, he is going to he's going to go right to the basket. Free Dalen Terry. 
Thalen played a little bit. He had a nice pass to Io, assisted on a three. He also took a three where you're oh. like, young man. <laughs> but, but it was a good shot. That was another one where th- that was for a normal NBA team in no, the flow I, of that secondary break. I, I I was not mad at him for taking it. I, I'm mad at you. I, um, I'm not. I was mad at how that shot looked and the end result of it. Oh, that's different. Oh, yes, because the not hitting the rim. How about it going to the other side yeah. of the rim? Yeah, but like Zach is doing that in crunch time, though. He's like airballing stuff and throwing it away. Zach attack. I mean, he was just like, come on. That was an absolute choke fest. That's the kind of thing where actual NBA stars are like, look at that dude. <laughs> Like, what's that guy doing? What is he doing out there? What's he do? I never know what she's doing. And it was really like, I mean, that was just she doing. Bob the meatloaf! Like, how to throw a game away. You miss the free throw. You airball a three. You take a bad contested shot when you're triple teamed in the corner falling away. Stacy, do, do we have Stacy's call of that? Because you, if you know him, we know him pretty well. As colleagues and, and as as fans. And I know you know the way when he says tough, it means bad. The way he says it. He, That's a tough shot. When he says tough, what he means is bad. It's he said that uh, that's a tough shot there. And there's a pause. It's like that's that that's that's a tough shot. That's a really tough shot. Right? It's bad. That's bad shot is what it is. The Bears have um really solidified their want to move to Arlington Heights. Don't don't tell somebody. Don't tell the mayor of Chicago. (laughs) They've been gone for months. It's been over. This game ended a while ago. It really did. Yeah. Well, now we can go. No, you can't. <laughs> no, they don't want to. They're not playing there. <sighs> Jason Leisure has Bears thoughts. He'll join us next on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 